You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands we record this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, as well as the Wanarua and the Gamilaroi people. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane and welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Here are the evening news headlines for Friday, June 3. After facing significant pressure in the lead-up to the election, Labor has formally issued its support for a pay rise for minimum wage workers. Employment and Workplace Relations Minister Tony Burke confirmed that the government has officially recommended an increase of 5.1% to the Fair Work Commission, saying 10 years of the government having low wages as a deliberate design feature ended today. The increase is in line with inflation and, if approved by the Commission, means that low-paid workers would receive a $1 increase to their hourly minimum wage, bringing it up to $21.36. Unions had been calling for a 5.5% increase, but the decision will ultimately be made by the Commission later this month. In another major announcement by the government today, Agriculture Minister Murray Watt has confirmed that the live export ban promised by Labour will go ahead and will apply to both sea and air transport. Labour had promised to end Australia's controversial live sheep trade, which they claim had been in decline for the past 20 years. Speaking to the ABC, Mr Watt said Labour would always honour its commitments, but stopped short of committing to a specific time frame in which the practice would come to an end. Rising interest rates and low wage growth finally appear to have taken a toll on the housing market, with new data revealing a bigger-than-expected drop in the number of new home loans. ABS data from April revealed that borrowing for housing fell 6.4% to just under $31 billion, a much bigger drop than expected, as economists had predicted just a 0.3% dip after a 1.6% rise in March. In a further crunching of the numbers, borrowing for owner-occupiers had the greatest drop of 7.3% compared to 4.8% for investors, marking the biggest decline since March 2020. But despite the decreases, the ABS reports that the amount of money being borrowed for home loans is still higher than before the pandemic. In Sydney's eastern suburbs, a row has erupted over plans to rename a street in support of the people of Ukraine. Willara Council passed a motion last month to rename Fullerton Street to Ukraine Street as a symbolic protest against the Russian invasion. Fullerton Street was chosen because it's home to the Russian embassy, which follows suit with a global campaign to rename the streets Russian embassies are on, with countries including Norway, Canada, Sweden and Poland all taking part. 
But not everyone is happy about the move, with many local residents expressing their concerns that it could politicise where they live. The ABC reports that the Wulara Residents Association have called the proposal political tokenism and accused the council of sidelining their constituents to act on behalf of the Ukraine Foreign Ministry. Co-chair of the association, Charles Mendel, told the ABC that residents don't want their street used as a political football and fear a name change would put them in implied conflict with the Russian consulate. Today was the last day for community submissions on the matter, which will now be referred to the Geographical Names Board for a final decision. After much speculation about how Meghan and Harry would fit into the Queen's Platinum Jubilee celebrations, the couple have so far managed to stay out of the spotlight. The pair are thought to have arrived from the United States, where they currently live, via a private airport in the UK to avoid the paparazzi. They were also noticeably absent from the balcony of Buckingham Palace during yesterday's Trooping of the Colour ceremony, which was restricted to working royals only. The BBC has speculated that staying away from the crowds and the cameras may be a strategic move by the couple to try and repair their relationship with the Queen. That's your evening news headlines. If you want more from the Quickie and you want to hear all about the big weekend of Platinum Jubilee celebrations in the UK, check out today's Deep Dive to find out more about all the events that will be taking place in honour of Her Majesty. 